Welcome, everyone, to the third podcast for Insurrection. And this is for episode three, Beth on the Run. With me today is Will. Hey, now. Hey, now. Carrie. Hey there. Down in Jacksonville, Florida. And Lauren, coincidentally in Allendale, Michigan. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> i can't going, see your hand waving <laughs> i know i realize that but yeah. i didn't i didn't know he was gonna say coincidentally in allendale michigan so i was ready and then he just kept going oh he always he always ruins it doesn't he i was gonna say hola <laughs> oh there That's you go good. hola for yeah. our spanish-speaking audience so anyway Beth on the what run are, what everybody think of beth this week how about she showed a little bit more resilience perhaps than the uh at least the deep state expected her to on the front end. I'm, I'm excited about how she responded. Um, I already aspire to be like Beth because I think if this really? happened, well, yeah, because if that's because you live in Florida and you can't smoke weed. <laughs> I know you have to hide it. You have to hide it around here. Yeah, everybody in Todd's book smokes weed. If it doesn't, they're weird. It's weird. Yeah. No, I uh, I just think if, that, if this happened to me, if I were in Beth's shoes. I wouldn't think of of all the things. I, I think I would just be panicking, crying. I don't know. I always watch crisis things, crisis scenes in movies. And in this situation, same thing. I thought, what would I do? And I thought, I just don't think immediately. I don't think I would be as smart as Beth. Yeah, I think well, I would. I'd like to be, but. Go ahead, Lauren. Yeah. I think I would because I think I'm smart. <laughs> Your average I mean, person probably wouldn't, but that comes yeah. back to the time she spent with Gray growing up, what he did for a living and talking about things with her. I do you think your first response would be to go to the cops, Gary? Um, mm, I think just, I think I, that reaction would be the same. I would think, yes, I need to go to the authorities somewhere. And then I would hesitate too, because of the magnitude of it. Exactly. Obviously, obviously seeing the, military helicopter that's uh that would give cause for pause bit of a tell yeah but i really like um what it's made me think is that i feel like i need to get armed i feel like i need to own some firearms i feel like i need to own a bunch of knives and have them in different places you definitely need to be armed you gotta get ready for the insurrection carrie i i do preparing to overthrow the government here i know have you ever heard don't bring a knife to a gunfight (laughs) Oh, I think knives Forget are knives. I think knives are underrated. You think so? Yeah. I don't. The guys in my class have these like twirling knives. And then I'm like, what are you gonna do with that? Like they're just it's trying to impress you. Post quarters, you can get somebody with a knife quicker than they can draw and fire a gun at you if you're within Yeah, not the guys in my class. Distance. Ten feet 30. or less or what? Thirty feet. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's a reactionary Th- gap. So they somewhat kind of disproved that, but I don't believe it. Wow. That's interesting. I think it, yeah. I think you're right. Well, in the heat of a moment, um, I'm right. I, I definitely believe that. I believe that someone could, and you know, I'm just saying to defend yourself wherever. I'm. I don't know that I'm comfortable carrying a gun everywhere, but I'd be comfortable carrying a knife. I can't wait to carry. <laughs> One of my a boys knife. has a knife in in the side of his car, like in the driver's side of his car, in case anyone messes with him. <laughs> Do you want to know something <laughs> funny? I had a knife in my car for self defense, um, and. I no, left didn't. it. Yes, I did. I don't know whose knife it was, though, because I just found it in the garage. But and I mostly used it because I can't lock my car. Otherwise, the car alarm goes off. So I'm just mm. like, but 
I left it at a kid's house that I was babysitting. Well, Ooh, for future reference, I, if you have a knife in your car, it's not there for protection. It's there as a tool. You use it for something, but not self-defense. If a law enforcement agent asks you that. It's just a tool that you use for cutting wait, twine. Why? Why? Because that's the same as carrying a gun in your car. It's a concealed oh, really? weapon inside okay. a vehicle. Oh. So it's not for that. Like if you have a little baseball bat in your car. Mm-hmm. It's not a just, right, that's, that's just there, for little baseball. Uh, for wiffle ball. For when you go walking in the park and if a dog comes up to you or something like that, you know. You can it's throw it. For, you can fetch it's, it. It's not a weapon to protect yourself against anything. Okay. Oh, for future see, reference. See what everyone learns on this podcast. Oh, yeah. I not only this. do they get the probably the greatest story okay. ever written such a good story guys mm, mm, but mm. they get tips like that and that and doesn't those, make any sense though those kind of tips are invaluable it's all the intent with which you carry the weapon for okay, but the, it's the dumb. if you're carrying it for protection it's a weapon if you're carrying it for anything else it's just a tool so okay. if you have a knife like on your belt or whatever but that's why not am concealed I not... Why am no, I not allowed tool. to have a weapon? Um, inside a vehicle. Carried for what? the use of a weapon. You can't. Do they just want me to die? What's the point of that law at all? You can carry pepper spray. That no, is, I can't. If it's below a certain percentage of 5.5%. If it's no, under you that, have to you be like 18. Mm, really? Well, that, that may be. Nobody's going to say anything about that. Yeah. Probably if you're not doing anything wrong, I'm not going to say anything about a knife in your door pocket either. Unless you pull it on somebody. Well, no yeah. comment. They're in life. Well, that's what, I, that's what <laughs> that's I'm saying. That's why it's at somebody like, else's house now. If she's got it, but doesn't, right, doesn't pull it on I someone, she's it. good. Because yeah. I was using it as a tool. We were cutting Gatorade bottles with Kaysen. Exactly. Nice. There you go. So anyway, <laughs> that was a long little the, rabbit I have, trail. I just have this knife for babysitting purposes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In case, case the kids get out of hand. I work in child care. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So Beth, we're talking about Beth. Yeah, I like the way she hand. I like the fact that she was smart enough to get out of Dodge fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, most people would think they'd got till the next day or whatever, but she knew she had to get out quickly. And yeah, they would find her very quickly once they figured out who she was, which they'd isn't that hard for them to do. Right. And it couldn't have been, it could have been not even from the satellite, but they would have triangulated certain cell phones they hit up what side of towers and figured they they can figure anything out it's amazing okay so beth made the right call what about turning her cell phone off great ask her if she had pulled the sim yeah see what what i didn't i've heard that they can track a phone that's off before but it's not well known but i'm not you know who knows but what i didn't like is that when she called him Initially, she used her own cell phone. She should have stopped at a Walmart and got a burner phone because now they're going to look through her call list and mm. know exactly who she called. That's going to speed them up getting up there. Well, oh, that's true. That, that makes sense. But, but think, rookie mistake. Well, she you can only do what you can do. You can only work with what you can work with, right? True. Yep. She's not exactly a trained special forces operator. No, here. she's not an assassin, is she? No. <laughs> she. But I thought that turning off her phone was smart. Getting out mm-hmm. of Dodge was smart. And 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 you did kind of get the feeling for how what, what kind of an impact this was having. You know, th- this was probably the first time in the story where we do kind of a, a deeper character dive. 
You know what I mean? Where you, you mm-hmm. we really start to get into a Some couple background. of the characters. Yeah. Yeah. And I enjoy that personally, just both as like an author it. and as a reader, I like stories that are character driven. And because of the nature of insurrection and the whole thing, it's it's maybe a little more plot driven on the front end, just because it's a big you know you're dealing with a big thing you're dealing with a lot of moving pieces and mm-hmm. and whatever but but to get into character uh deep character dies was important to me because it's the characters that are moving the story along and it's characters these, that people care about yeah these are great characters i'm excited about this episode i think the um i think you did a good job with a little bit of back you know background exposition on um on Gray's, uh, or no, not Gray's ex. Well, is it his ex or her yeah. mom? Her mom. Yeah, yeah, they were. They burned yes, hot. Yes. Their flame burned hot for years. Yeah. But I just like how how you did it in a roundabout way. It was it was good exposition. It wasn't just another chapter about their backstory. I just thought it was well done. And um, we had to get into how they knew each other and how she knew to call him, why she knew to call him, and mm-hmm. their relationship. Which I think that was pretty good. It was. It was really good. Um, I think you told just enough, uh, or, or Todd, I think she told just enough to him for him to be concerned that whole time. Really, like he's watching the news. He's speculating what what did Beth see, what happened and all that. And uh, I thought it was just enough, just enough for him to be worried that whole time. And you're kind of riding along with her through the night. Oh, yeah. and, and I can only imagine now. If it was, it was one really of my girls cool. and, and something like that happens, how for however many hours, like how keyed up I would be, <laughs> you know what I mean? The whole time. Mm-hmm. And I would know, okay, you're right. You shouldn't, they don't need to call. Don't text her. Don't do any of this. Trust her to get here. But whew, that would be, it would be a rough, you know, 12 hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was just <laughs> impressed how she was able to not pick the phone up again for someone her age that generation that's everything to them you know yeah that's right. really impressive right no, like no gps i, I no know that Spotify. sounds silly but to go without a phone for that 12 <laughs> yeah, hour drive no or whatever yes how did she even get there it's not that hard <laughs> paper yeah, <exactly>. maps <laughs> yeah yeah she was impressive well luckily you're you know she's taking expressways most of the way so it's pretty basic she's pretty much pinning north it's not right. that so not that many options. She's traveling from Alabama to Michigan. Is, is that correct? Yeah, I'm assuming she went up 65. It's just me. That's, that's far, <laughs> man. That's that's a long drive. Yeah, I don't know how far it is. If it's 12, it's 14 gotta, hours, it's got to be a more than billion I'm, hours. I'm guessing. Oh, over, I'm guessing over 20. Depends on what part of Michigan. I don't think Definitely it's that far. 20. Like I don't think from here to Gulf Shore. I, I can tell you from from. Took us like, two days to get to North Carolina. From Grand from Grand Rapids area <laughs> to New Orleans is about sixteen hours. Okay. And well, Alabama so probably in Central Alabama or what? Uh, I think she's probably Central Southern, but yeah, I, my guess would be it's twelve to fourteen hours because I think you're we're like ten hours from Nashville. I don't know how far we are from Jacksonville. You probably know, but that's like probably 20, a long way. It's like twenty two hours. Yeah, but you're further south. Well, no, to, we're from North my North house, North from North. my house to Birmingham is just over eleven hours. So okay, so it's in that realm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's eleven. It's all freeway. It's straight down. It's not that bad of a trip. Yeah, gotcha. You can yeah. make it to Atlanta in eleven hours ish. 
to get here, you have to, yeah, you have to head east also. It's not just south. So, right. But Tat, you guys need to come to Jacksonville. I think we should just do a show here. Um, we should do a remote on the beach at some point in time. To- totally. Um, we are, um, we're North Florida. We're just over the mm-hmm. Georgia border. Jacksonville, Georgia. You still get some seasons, right? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. It's great. Yeah. It, it, Southern Florida would be too hot for you or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I like it here. We got the beach. We're good, but that's all you need. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't realize, yeah, I didn't realize her, her drive was that short. Okay. So through the night, she drove through the night without her phone. Amazing. Which seems Shocking. about the right amount of time. She got there late morning because he was up and he said at the end of in three of our hours or whatever, she'd be there. So, and he's hey, kind of getting prepped mm-hmm. for something. I mean, he's assuming that, well, I think probably once he, once the news starts to break, he starts, you know, it's pretty obvious that. Right. I like the way she said, I don't want to talk about it on the phone, just watch the news. And he was probably concerned at that point, obviously. But then once he saw that, Mm-hmm. Imagine the things that were going through his mind swirling like, oh, how in right. the world would you get into this? Right. So, oh my gosh. Good. And I, I liked too how she was during the drive, every every now and then a tear would just fall down her cheek. I think my heart just broke for her that whole that whole drive. I think she must have felt very alone. I'm glad she had someone like Gray to go to. Um, she was pretty tough though, really. I mean, if you look, if you're thinking about a 24, 25 year old yeah. girl, she's pretty tough. She's got yeah, some, she, you know, steel in her spine. She does. I really like her. She's just, she's very human, but you can tell she's tough. She's, she's gonna, she's gonna be scrappy. And you alluded to the fact that Gray had taught her some stuff. So that'll be fun to see what else he has taught her. Well, yeah, I, I got a feeling that they're going to have time for him to teach her some more. I mean, they're, they're they're on the run, and I don't know, given what they're up against, it'd be difficult if you were them seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it seems insurmountable at this point, like they're in big trouble and they're going down. But who knows what I did? What I like. Are was, you dooming them well? No, well, if from my perspective, yeah, they're screwed. That's what I would think naturally. I'd, when you got the big government and the deep state after you, they've mm-hmm. the resources they have are phenomenal. What I was going to say is what I liked about a little bit of the character development and backstory was um, how he dated her mom and everything and um, the explanation, but how you developed a reason that they actually bonded that deeply over mm-hmm. what they went through with her mom. And they both loved her, but the train wreck that she ended up becoming, they both had to depend on each other and that drew them together. Cause it's a lot of times you can have that relationship that doesn't get to that deep level with just like the dating type thing. And, and that's what they got them more of an intense love relationship together with them. Um, the parental type relationship, I would say. Yeah, just the common sure. commonality they had of going through that experience. Well, and that's the kind of stuff they had to depend on each other, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. You said that. That's kind of what I was trying to say, but you said it better. Well, <laughs> that was good. Hey, Lauren. No, I love that. <laughs> um, so this, I realize this chick's like eight years older than you, approximately. I don't know. Um, I don't Beth, know how old appro- she is. Approximately, she's mid twenties. Okay. Um, 
did you, when you were going through it, did you think, uh, I would have done this differently. I would have done that differently. Or anything stick out to you about her experience, what she was going through and what she did. I feel like I wouldn't have gotten out of my car. I would have probably stayed in my car if I was just chilling. I, I don't know why she got on the rock. Cause that was kind of random. Well, I tend yeah. to just chill in my car. I feel like it's more comfortable than a rock. I meant mostly after <laughs> the experience, like after she's driving away mm. where you pick up and she's basically going on the run at this point. Like, um, did anything she do you think that you thought was not believable or you would have done something differently? Or did you just kind of roll with it? I feel like I I might have left my phone behind rather than taking it with, even though she did turn it off. Um, or throwing it out the window when you were driving or something. <laughs> yeah, something just to. But yeah. the reason I, I didn't like... think she would is because, especially the younger age set, but I mean, mm-hmm. all of us to an extent in this smartphone era. But I mean, my Lord, it's like a piece of our body. You know what I mean? It's on us all the right. time. And, and you know, if, if people lose their phone, they're losing their shit. They're, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, she made the statement. For emergencies in case she actually needed it she had nothing else to use so she would yeah. have had no communication with anybody right. without that if she'd have had a another burner i could see that or something yeah because also I, I don't know i guess we have extra phones lying around that i could pick up but you can't really use them without a sim card so yeah a lot of them you can just call 911 and that's about it yeah can you call 911 without a sim card or will the thing not even function yeah, I don't think it'll function without a SIM card. But I don't think it will either. If it doesn't have service and there's no contract, you can still call 911 with most of them. Okay. Mm. I, that makes sense. Of course, know. that's exactly who Beth doesn't want to call. Exactly. Yeah. It's 911. Right. And I kind of thought, how was she smart enough not to get the police involved? And then I do get it because the magnitude of it and maybe a little distrust for anybody at that point in the government. Because I could see, like, if, if I was watching a movie, the person would try to go to the police, and then that would get in a debacle, because then they would figure it out. But she was a step ahead figuring out that probably not a great idea. Yeah. I I don't know. I would probably take, I don't know, did she have bumper stickers on her car? I got a lot of bumper stickers, so personally, I would take them off. Yeah, ah. So the traffic cameras don't get you? Yeah, so they'd be like, oh, that's a different Subaru. Yeah, steal, <laughs> steal a license plate, put somebody else's on there. I, I was thinking about the license plate. I was thinking, can you just take that thing off? I don't know. Stick it in the well, rear view mirror or the rear window or something. I don't know. Well, I think the problem with that is that you're probably, I mean, it would seem to me that you're taking more of a chance if you try to take yeah. a license plate off of a cop yeah. pulling you over. Yeah. That would attract cop, more attention. A random cop on the road isn't going to know that she's on the run from someone. Hopefully not, but she doesn't necessarily know that just yet. It's, it's right. hard. She just doesn't know what she's dealing with. Well, the clock was ticking, but there's no way they could have figured it out quite that fast. Yeah, it's, think. they would be no. more likely to pull her over and talk to her if she was if she had either no license plate or a stolen one. And I gotta believe there was a part of her that was thinking maybe they won't know who I am, mm-hmm. even though because she was thinking about her fingerprints on the beer bottle. That's broken. That would be tough. But probably doesn't happen. But I mean, if you're her and you're in that kind of a state, you're just. You know, your panic. mind's just, yeah, you're panicked. That and... was that was one thing I thought about, because how do they, do they just have everybody's fingerprints? Don't you have to commit a crime to get, or like, go to a, like, be a, like, mom gives fingerprints being a nurse, but 
don't don't you have to like do something like they don't have my fingerprints do they very good no they don't have everybody's fingerprints you have to have been arrested to be entered into a database even when you do the child identification stuff those don't get entered into the same system as the criminal stuff what about and what about having done any background checks? So I'm assuming your mom had to do. I've had to do background checks for work. And, and technically, those don't go into the same database either. But okay. I would, I gotta believe that the big government could probably get whatever they want. You know, even though they don't go into somewhere. the automated finger identification system, it would. It's still in in there somewhere that they could pull out the results, but your average person's not getting it. Yeah. So the chance of them trying to pull anything off an old off beer bottles or anything else is almost, even if it wasn't fingerprints. I mean, can they trace them back to the bar they came from, or is it not that easy? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. But that's the type of stuff they do in shows. You know, the forensics <laughs> right? is unbelievable. <laughs> I would think they'd have a better chance of trying to get some DNA off it. Even oh, though she hasn't been arrested, her DNA wouldn't be on file. But if she's done like an ancestry.com, that's how they got the guy from that Idaho Moscow thing was dna from that ancestry oh where they killed they those four kids Golden State college Killer. students yep they they entered it into a system the private companies that handled that and they formulated a dna link they've caught them. a lot of people that way wow yep so now we have the private company it, it, that that is the the weird world that we're living in now is that private companies are just as likely to help the cops and do whatever the government wants. I mean, they're, well, they're, they're almost hand in hand at this point. They would have to get a court order to do all that stuff, which is not hard. Right. Not no difficult at all. And it's expensive. Oh, it is expensive. Yeah. Private company stuff is really expensive. Okay. But if you're looking for a killer, you're looking for whatever, obviously you're doing whatever right. you're, doing you're looking whatever for you a can. witness to the assassination of a president, possible future president. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would think that that there would be a lot of heat, but at the same time, they would also be trying to keep it a little lower key because they don't want, I mean. Yeah, they don't want people knowing they did that. As bad as the government is, it's not all as bad as the probably deepest parts of the deep state. Yeah, the dark places people don't think about. Right. But Gray, uh, Gray's a good one because he had, you know, experience with special forces and everything. So we assume that he should be able to to know how to stay off the grid, I would think. Well, yeah, he had camping gear in the car. He promised to keep her alive, not comfortable. Yeah, yeah right? that was, That's what he that said. was funny. Yeah, I like She's like, that camping? Too. Yikes. <laughs> I could picture Lauren, me telling her we're going camping. <laughs> as long as she had a cell phone and her guitar, she'd probably be okay with it. Or just a guitar, I feel like. There you go. I mean, she can't, I, I wouldn't have a cell phone if I was running from the state. So what do you think? I mean, this isn't, obviously the, they're not going away. The, 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 the longer it takes for them to, the, that they realize we're not, this chick isn't quite as easy to get a hold of as we thought. Do they ramp things up? You think? Well, do they know that yet, or do they think... I don't think uh, they know it yet. It hasn't been very long. Well, when he said our, our birds flown the cooper, he said something to that effect, I believe. That's where they yes. assume she's packed some stuff up and left intentionally, mm-hmm. rather than just not going home afterwards. I thought she might have been better just to either not go home or n- not take anything and just leave, because they would still be sitting there waiting for her to come back. Once she packed up and took things, they know that she's not coming back. Maybe I'm just mm. a little bit. How too do they conspiracy. like? I don't know. How do they know that she packed things or that? Like, mm. how do they? 
They've never maybe been her, in her apartment. How would they notice stuff? Missing? Maybe her, her toothbrush and her, you know. Drawers are left open. I don't right? know. Probably yeah, watched question. the cameras on the outside of the apartment complex or whatever and saw her carrying a bag out to her car and leaving quickly. That's mm. true. Yeah, because they're yeah, they're going to get into everything, aren't they? There's cameras that were, they've already probably would know she's used her ATM card and took out the maximum, meaning she's not coming back. So, yeah, they're picking it up. They're like, okay, this chick is taking off. And right. That's what I'm assuming when they said that. They know that yeah. she's on the run. And once she gets to Gray, he, it, it, you get the feeling he knows that they know. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. He's yeah, assuming that, that. That's why he's like, we, we can't even stay the night here. Even though they might get away with it. At yeah, he point, knows it's safer to get going right away. Yeah. Gotta get so ahead. Who I want to know who everyone would call. You're in Beth's shoes. This happens. You're grabbing your stuff. Who do you call? I'm on the run and I need help. Yep. I would try to think of a person far removed from me. I'm not going to call mm. one of my best friends. I'm not going to call family. I'm going to try and think of somebody from the way back past that they're not going to be able to make a connection Ooh. to. Okay. I mean, honestly, I'd probably call Will. <laughs> Really? Yeah, <laughs> that actually probably wouldn't be that bad. And then they'd be they'd go to the insurrection podcast. Because he's not that like, close oh, okay. to me. Go, Shoot, go to, now I can't put Will on my list. Go to Walmart and get a burner phone before you call me, please. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> All right. That's good. Um, Carrie, how, how, what about you? Oh, who would I call? Yeah. Well, now, now I can't call you. So, well, no, I don't know. I'd I have I have a couple neighbors. I have a couple neighbors who seem like the type to be prepared for just such an occasion. So I think I I have a couple neighbors I would probably reach out to. Hmm. I would probably call Will and I probably shouldn't, but I probably would. <laughs> and then yeah. I'd, I'd be screwed. I'd be totally screwed at that point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because they're going to get your phone records and they're going to check into every person that you've called in the last nine months, probably. Mm-hmm. Well, really, Will would be screwed because at that point, Will's got to decide if he's going to join and go on the run and take off. And then Whether they're going to help you or not. Yeah. Who's going to, you know, start tossing phones and doing the whole thing. And, and at that point would probably know far more what to do than I would. It's hard to be, think ahead and be that disciplined about it. Well, but, yeah, because you're in a panic. Yeah, I mean, it's just, right. well, and not only in a panic, but she's, I mean, emotionally devastated. Just everything yeah. that has happened has happened in the span of like two hours. You're naturally going to want to call your close support people. That's what you're going to want to do. Somebody that you can depend on, you know, which yeah. is why you should never call a mom or dad or sister, brother, or something like that. But I don't know. Because mm. they're the first ones that they're going to go to, Correct. obviously. I right. Mean, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's a, it's a hor- It would be a horrible position to be put in. To, to want to have to, to try to have to get off the grid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. You know, there's parts of me that thinks that it, in some ways the country's so big, you should be able to get off the grid. If you, if you can right. at least, if you can avoid using cell phones and you can avoid using mm-hmm. credit cards, I would think would be the biggest thing. And the key is, yeah, you can't go to any place you've been associated with in the past. Because they're going to run that's some true. background check and any address you've used or any person that's lived at that address, they're going to check into. They're going to go the immediate link and then the link beyond that and probably mm-hmm. beyond that. 
So you really have to get some separation from what you're familiar with. I yeah. think going off the grid, I don't think would be that hard. I mean, if you could find a cash job somewhere eventually, but mm -hmm. what well, can they like? I feel like because I'm thinking I'd go to the UP probably. So at that point, can they see when you cross the Mackinac Bridge? I don't know. I think there might be cameras there, probably, probably plate readers. Yeah, well, I would think. Booths. Yeah, there's got to oh, be. Oh shoot, gotta be, there's there. got to be cameras at the toll booths. You would cameras think. everywhere. There's some at the state lines. I would think. One state to the next. Wow. Other than that, I think it's reserved for bigger cities, but I don't know. Well, clearly, if you're someone of an outdoorsman, more will. So you would want to me. go somewhere because that's where you there's less people around, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's when you run into the idea. Is it easier to hide out where there's less people or are you going to stick right. out more? Because you mm -hmm. have a bigger area to hide in where they're less likely to find you, but yet there's less people to sort through. Right. That's I true. would kind of lean towards a big city that you could just blend in somewhere. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad some, idea either. Some mission where you don't have to show an ID but and you can stay there for a while. You'd need a lot um, of cash. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know how many people keep that kind of cash on hand anymore. And the problem is when you don't have it and you get desperate, then you're going to commit a crime to get what you need, and then that's going to attract attention. Still, yeah, really deep into this. I feel like if you go, I feel like if you go, we're getting rural, everybody prepped for the insurrection. If you go rural, there's enough shelter, like you know, just rundown houses and stuff up north that like you could find some sort of shelter. Whereas in the city, you're going to have to talk to someone to get shelter. That's true. Like vacation but you should also have to not stay at any one place too long, even in a rural area. Because yeah. I mean, I would think a few days at one place, depending on the time of year. It's a you're just begging for somebody to see you and think, what are they doing there? True. But I, I guess what Gray and Beth have going for them is the fact that that they are because of the nature of everything, the the, the it isn't going to be the full force of the federal government probably after them, right? I right. mean, it's going to be it's more the be spook element of it. Parts, but they're going to try to keep it a little on the down low because they don't want some random Barney Fife from northern michigan picking this chick up and telling them you know telling the story even if they think they could control it and whatever they would prefer not to have to mm -hmm. i would think i would think that they would just make something up for I me mean, they would make up the reason they were after him yeah. or after her or or them yeah well they don't care about lying one bit yeah just like they don't care about killing somebody whatever yeah they're just yeah young girls disappear all the time the end justifies <laughs> the means which is true, they do. Yeah, very scary. It's uh, and and yeah, that that's the thing is, how scared would you be if you're Beth because your entire life is just, I mean, at this point, like you can't call any of your old friends, you can't, right? Well, she probably hasn't even thought about that. She's still probably slightly yeah. in shock right now. That's true. Yeah, but you right. know what? That's the difference between her and Gray. He looked back at the cabin, knowing that he's not going to be back there for a while. A long yeah. while. She probably hasn't even thought that far into it. She's yeah. taken off, going to the safety of someone that can help her, and going to trust him to keep her alive. But he knows on a different level that they're not coming back for a while. And you could tell once once she got to Gray, it was even almost a physical thing where she just kind of lets go and falls into his arms. And after that, she can relax and let him deal with it for a while. Mm -hmm. I felt that. It was very realistic. Um 
And it just was another, it was an example of that bond you're talking about between them. Yeah, the, yeah. I would think this would, would if anything, we're going to see that bond intensify yeah. in this kind of a, of a situation. Mm-hmm. Be- yeah. And and where do you go if you're gray? I mean, where do you, I guess that's the decision that you got to make that Will says, do you yeah. go urban? Do you go uh, rural? You know, what, well, what are your... Being that there's two of them, you almost have to go rural. Too many cameras in an urban area to pick up on, do facial recognition, something like that, I would think. Yeah, probably right. Yeah. And and with NSA connections, they're going to be checking all that, right? Yep. No credit cards, no nothing. They're going to, I mean, they're going to have, she called him last. They're going to know where she went. Right. So he's going to have to take extra precaution. They're going to know what vehicles he has everything well and he doesn't he say he he assumes that they're he's he's trying to figure out how long is it going to take him to make this connection right and i don't think he's thinking how many weeks i think he's thinking how many hours Correct. you know like have you guys have you been talking to anybody friends whatever listening to the show and getting some feedback or i mean will i know you're with paul you're probably getting a little feedback from him I've gotten some feedback from some people and I wonder (laughs) part of what I've gotten a little bit so far is like, I don't know if anybody explicitly says this, but the vibe I get is this is the the title of this thing is insurrection. And so far I just feel like we've gotten the shit kicked. (laughs) (laughs) I want to tell people to Mm -hmm. tune in next week to the fourth episode because that shit ends. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Stuff starts to get real. We start to live up to the name. There it's you go. Fun. Yeah. I've gotten some minimal fun. feedback. Stuff yeah. from like one person said that this doesn't sound like fiction. <laughs> like it could really oh, happen. Yikes. Okay. Like, yeah. The one guy, remember I told you that he said, you better hurry up and get your fictional story done before it turns to reality. Yeah. I've gotten a lot of that. A lot of people, for whatever reason, this has a real feel of reality to him. Yeah. And for Dawn, my barber, she took the Trump thing pretty hard. Had to quit listening and ask me whether she should keep going after that happened. <laughs> she stopped it. Yeah. She literally stopped it and said, should I keep listening to this? Because she thought it can't be good if they're killing Trump. But she but pushed did, through, uh, though, and she liked did, it. So did she listen to the podcast and it, it made sense after yeah. that? She said she understood, but she had to remind herself right after that happened it kind of hit her hard that it was just just a story <laughs> she's uh tell don we feel her we're, yeah, we're here I, we're here for her i i told her i totally get it i felt the same way yeah it's tough carrie did no, no. too carrie put it down i did <laughs> carrie did the same thing although she was reading it at the time but yeah i i needed a i took a break because i was upset but um but yeah it, it's we're here we're here for you. So if you're a listener who's upset, I just your, want I want people supporter. to know that the fourth episode is is where you're gonna it's gonna give you that feeling where you you feel like there's something to stand up and cheer about. I don't know if you'll like what you're cheering about, but you'll feel like there's something to stand up and cheer. Maybe about. That's they'll fair. feel a little convicted, like they shouldn't really like it, like a dirty little a guilty pleasure. Maybe, although I'll, I'll be honest, I don't think, you know, we live in a weird, a weird time 
maybe in some ways a strange society because we 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 live in in a society where kids like Lauren's age are so used to school shootings and and violence and everything else and yet we're also we're we're also in some ways more prudish and less violent and and we're we're a little we're just kind of I don't know that the do you ever feel like there's a we're we're kind of pussies in some I feel like compared to earlier generations to Absolutely. some extent well, compared to like the World War II generation and, you know, the boomers, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I, the biggest thing is, well, on everything now, we don't want to have it held back. And I feel like the desire for people to have, um, how do I say it? The reality, the explicit reality stuff, like violence and stuff, they want to go online and look at that stuff. Yeah. Like when something happens, they want to see something blown up. They want to see people getting like that's true. We're get, very visual shootings society. caught on camera and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They have no problem watching that on the news when they show somebody getting killed in New York now. So do you think that part know. of that's because it doesn't feel as real because every we, everything we get is via screens now? I'm sure there's something to that. Yes. And so whether it's news or whether it's a TV show. Sometimes maybe when you're watching it, it kind of feels the same, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, emotionally, you kind of react the same and, you know. Like it's a TV show? Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I can see that, I guess. What do you think, Lauren? Your society is the one that has all the school shootings and everything else. I mean, I know that you're homeschooled, so you don't have to. What What are you asking for my opinion on? Well, what do you feel like kids your age? Do you feel like there's. Uh, an acceptance of of violence or do you feel like yeah i feel like the frustration and the anger as much as it calls is as it's called for it almost feels a little bit fake because the way that you receive the news is a little bit fake like you're not you're not seeing the actual effects of on the families and on people like that via school shootings. At least a lot of us aren't. And then, so I think people's reactions are so varied because like if we were all in person, I'm sure we'd all have the same like horrified reaction, but I think we've been like, we're immune to it at this point. And so, yeah. Desensitized to it. You mean? Yeah. Like we see another school shooting and really go, until it affects you, you don't understand the magnitude of what it's like. So it's just kind of an right. impersonal news feed. Yeah. Maybe. I feel like there's a shortage of boldness and courage in, from good places. I feel like you see boldness and courage. is a ver- I consider courage a virtue, so it's probably a bad example. But um, online, where people can just online just go off on someone they're bold they're oh, courageous yeah. i'm making air really courageous um, when you're anonymous online it, right? exactly right. so maybe but but more uh but bold they're I more emboldened they're more emboldened by that anonymity and i think that in real and, oh and the crazies so anonymous or online where you're not face to face with a real person um you could just go off and criticize and be as bold as you want uh, and the crazies in the case of school shootings, which, you know, you, Todd, you talk like they're happening all the time. I think that that's, well, there's I think, quite a few. I, I mean, I, I guess, but those, you're right. It's I, not a weekly thing. I think not, that's cable news. I, I think the it, same thing in a lot of things. It's not that 
there's yeah. so much more of it. I mean, there's probably more because the population's bigger. Yeah. But but we're inundated constantly with all of right. it. So, but those I consider crazies. So the well, right now, the only bold people are those who are online just trolling and those who are crazy, possibly going and, you know, shooting into a crowd. Yeah. I feel like um virtuous people, people with conscience, people who want to who want good things for the country, for example, in this context, are not bold, are not courageous. So I think that's why we are, I think that's why we're looking forward to episode four. And some of that might be, that's why we're in the situation we're in, because we're a bunch of pains that didn't stand up for ourselves. Exactly, exactly. Somewhat, I agree. Yeah. You know, one thing, switching gears, if you don't mind, one thing I liked, because I related it to my own personal life a little bit on some growth I've tried to have, um, I related it to my kid. Like when Beth showed up there to meet Gray, you know, he hugged her and everything and let her cry and all that stuff. But I like the way you said that he didn't immediately bombard her and try to get answers like what happened, this and that, which is what every male wants to do. You want to know (laughs) what happened. You want to get some answers. And he just waited till she was ready. And then she started telling him herself. I thought, man, that would be so hard to do. It's very difficult for me not to problem solve and dig into it, especially with Mm -hmm. the personality he's got to have for what he did for most of his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was pleasantly surprised that he let her do that and just let her go at her pace. It was so sensitive of him. Just yeah, it was to... surprised me because I didn't see that in his character, the fact that the type, you know, you know, special forces, all that stuff, they're men of action. They're not real touchy-feely, you wouldn't think. Mm-hmm. But he had a good balance for that. You know what? He was in the father mode. He was in that yeah. dad mode. Like, I, I got to k- take care of this girl. You're right. Exactly. So I, 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 yeah, I enjoyed I think, seeing that. I think at that point, he's probably, you're, what you're seeing is more his relationship with Beth and everything they went through with Beth's mom and, and whatever else, which we don't even know all that yet. But whatever it was, it was it was impactful. It bonded it, them. Yeah, it was it was a big deal. To them at the time it was a lot to go through and so he's he's dealing with her less as the special forces operative right than as as the father figure and 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 i think carrie maybe you know you had you had floyd right yes. as as kind of the the stepdad and frequent i would my guess is that step parents and stepkids generally probably aren't that close it's i mm-hmm. i think i think it's yeah, hard I to mean- generalize Right. It, I think it's all circumstantial. Um, Floyd and I weren't close until I was older because I was 11. Yeah. Your parents start to become invisible at yeah. 11. I was just doing your he was, thing. He was just a guy in the house at that point. You know, <laughs> I, I know that sounds so awful. But no, it, it no. makes sense. We, yeah, we, as you, as you mature and you realize what the adults are doing in your life, then that's when you start to develop those appreciations for these figures who aren't, who haven't been with you from the beginning. Right. And Beth would have developed that appreciation because they both needed each other to go through that with her mom. Right. So I think it, what, what I was saying was was really good him dealing with that way, just magnified the type of relationship they have that they're close and they care about each other. And he's able to just listen. It's very difficult to do. (laughs) Well, maybe part of that comes from having three girls. I, I think I've, Learn to be a good listener, Lauren. You think Lauren is he good at just sitting and taking it in? Uh, I guess so. 
Lorna's was bad, but you know, Reese will come <laughs> over like she calls me yesterday and I get this and, and really all she wants is somebody to talk at or to for 30 minutes and, and tell everything to, and, and yeah, I think, I, and I'm happy to be that because I'm happy that, that I'm involved enough and that my, my daughter cares enough to call me and not some other person, whoever, you know, some friend or whatever, but she wants to tell me what's going on. And I, I enjoy that. So it's, you know, and I do know that, yeah, the, the, as a guy, your first instinct is always, how can I fix everything? Mm-hmm. Of course. And I don't think Gray's any different. I think he fully expects to fix everything. He just thought he probably had a half hour to listen. So, <laughs> <laughs> and he could tell, I, I think from what she's dealing with and what he's seen on the news, he, he realizes like she's in full blown crisis trauma mode right, right now. Yeah. But it's little things and stories that you can relate to your own life. And you see that, that makes you appreciate them and draws you in a little bit. And that was one of those things when that happened, I thought, wow, he just listened to her. And granted, it was just a little part, a little thing. I don't know if you even thought about it when he wrote it, but it made me think about it and gave yeah. me an appreciation for the whole character, I guess. Same. I felt the same way. I don't know if I could sit there and be quiet. And I'm not a dad. I'm not, I'm not a dad, but I'm someone who wants to fix everything. And, you know, I'm a parent. Parents but in general. Yeah. Same thing. It was like, wow, he's just going to let her, he's not going to interject questions and, you know, panic with her. No, he was, he's pretty cool. I like him right away. Well, you would think with that background too, in the, in the special forces and all of the different things that they deal with, one of the things they have to be good at probably is reading people in the situations that they're in. I understand that they're generally reading them to get what they want out of them, but they're still reading them. That's still a skill that they have to develop, right? Yes. It's not where I saw you going with it. When you said reading, that's not the word I thought that was coming. I thought it was going to be compartmentalizing. You have to be able to Mm -hmm. handle stressful situations and Mm -hmm. take your emotions out of it and just go totally like factual and logical and handle things and that's where I thought I saw you going. So I don't know. I don't know. I why think both of those forces... things, both of those things can be happening. Mm-hmm. He can, he can be because of his work, someone who compartmentalizes everything. And he can also, because of his work, be reading her and reading her energy and her crisis. He's also I been out of it for a while. I don't know how much of a difference that makes. That's I mean, gotta be, gotta be I, great ingrained. I, right? I guess once you're and th- and this is, there's probably some truth to this. Once you're a soldier, once you're a cop, once you're a firefighter, to some extent, that's probably hardwired into you. It's probably it changes you as a person. It's probably hard to things. get that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also another thing, the fact that he's living at a cabin, which seems very secluded with a long driveway, totally <laughs> yeah. made sense to me. Cause you, at that point, when you're done with all the chaos and handling things, you just want to be away from people and just have some solitude. So that made me think, oh, I totally get that. Well, uh, Will's in well, retirement. Of course he gets that. Will's getting ready to retire, and he just wants to get away from everybody. <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't blame That's right. him. Get, it, get a good place secluded so we can all come to you in crisis, Will. Yeah. <laughs> and we can leave. I'll, yeah. I'll, be armed. I'll be armed and trained by then. <laughs> I think that both Beth and Graham super excited about those characters. I, I just, I think. I mean, unless something or unforeseen happens to me, I'm expecting them to be with us for a while. I'm expecting them to so. be 
a, a pretty main part of the story. You're talking as though you're not the author. Well, I know, but there, you know, sometimes stories take turns and, and, and he's trying not to give away too much either. Well, yeah. the issue is if, <laughs> that even if, if you try to save people, I think you can do two different things. I think you can go the George RR R. Martin route with the game of Thrones and you can just love smoking your own characters, which he clearly brutal. Does. There was a it's lot brutal. of killing in that. Wasn't there? He, he so loves killing his own characters. Some, I was surprised that he got rid of, but I was like, whatever. I think right. there's a balance to strike because you also have authors who love saving all their own characters, you know, never wanted to let anybody die, but it, you just got to kind of let the story play out like life would play out because life doesn't always go well. Clearly, Right. Balancing realistic and Hollywood. kind of. And I think that that, that may be what some people are feeling like right now is we've started out with life, not going very well yeah. for Donald Trump. For Donald Trump fans, for mega terrorists, you know, for patriots, everybody. But how else would how else would you get to the insurrection if you didn't have that? It's a must. Yeah, that's Any, why people feel like it's real because so many things have gone badly. Yeah, I mean anything can happen. I so, I hate that word badly. Why badly? can't you say poorly? I feel like poorly is a better word. Bigly. <laughs> bigly. <laughs> Lauren didn't get that, did they? Bigly. Did they? Why'd or did she? That? Hmm. That's what uh, the Don used to say all the time. Bigly. <laughs> you know what I wanted to tell you guys? I forgot what? to I forgot to say this last weekend uh -oh. or, or on our last podcast. I just wanted to give a shout out because I never go to movies just hmm. anymore. I don't go to oh. theaters anymore. Mm -hmm. And we went last weekend and we saw The Jesus Revolution with Kelsey Grammer. Is that what it's called? It's called the Jesus Revolution, and okay. it's about the Jesus people revolution of the 60s and 70s that happened in Southern California and kind of spread over the country. Yeah. And in California, Jesus. there was a Jesus Revolution? There was. And it let was me tell a hippie you, Jesus, though. But let me tell you, this was a fabulous movie. Really? It was an absolutely great movie. I want people to know that. Okay. Like, I, and I, you know, you walk into it, I thought, well, who knows? You know, we had three hours to kill between when we dropped some kids off and we had to pick some kids up at this one heart conference thing. And so it was perfect. You know, I never go to movies, but here you are, spend your 50 bucks and get your popcorn and watch a movie. Wow. <laughs> 50 bucks. You're Honest not kidding. No, that's where, that's kidding. where you're at anymore. Pretty much. If you get popcorn, a couple pops and two tickets, 50 bucks. Yeah. But that that's movie, not surprising to me at all. Probably not. <laughs> that movie was a good movie. People should go watch it. It was, it wasn't just, it was just a well done, the way they did it, the acting, the story, the whole thing. I was like, I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. And I, I was really, I was cool. impressed with it. I, I thought it was very cool. Very so, cool. That's great. Did, uh, did anybody ask any questions? I noticed that you gave them the opportunity to ask questions or. Uh, not that I've seen, no. at least not on those forums. I've had people okay. text me. Oh, by the, I should say that Instagram and Facebook, you can get a hold of us at Todd's World 2023. There will be a website. I'm, I've, I've got to get the, the website finished and up and running. That'll be toddsworld.net. And uh, although I, I expect on the website that it will be more, there'll, there'll be more merchandise and things like that. Because I think. I mean, we've got some cool ideas for shirts and hats and the whole thing with the insurrection and, and, you know, the whole thing. And I'm, uh, just getting it together, getting it finished, getting it ready. 
you know, some merch. So I'm excited for some merch. I can't wait I to wear some insurrection shirts. I'm sure I'm that that'll get you thrown in jail <laughs> with the uh, QAnon shaman. Yeah. What'd you guys think of that? Have you? <laughs> Here we go. Oh I shouldn't God. have brought it up. I thought that. I thought that. I did want to because that it just pointed out Tucker has pulled the curtain back on how what was supposedly an insurrection, Nancy Pelosi's insurrection, was a bunch well, of bullshit. No, it absolutely was. Don't believe the facts that Tucker's don't, telling yeah. you. Don't believe Tucker's facts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's scary the extent to which one party will go to to get what they want. It's not shock. I think in, in what I started this story with what's in the back of my mind in this story, every time we're, we're writing and we're dealing with a deep state is there's nothing they won't do to maintain power that puts yep. you in some, in some crazy situations. Cause I know even for me, as I'm, as I'm dealing with certain things and I think, okay, how would they respond? There's parts of me that always think, oh, they wouldn't really do that. But then I have to bring myself back and be like, no, there's nothing they wouldn't do. They'd do anything. They've proven nothing's out of bound for them. Money, power, power, money. And That's it's all a, they want. It's a scary situation to be in as mm -hmm. an American citizen when you realize that your government will stop at nothing to maintain its own power. And what makes it even more scary is knowing that half of the other party will just go along with it too, just because it's easiest that way. And they can maintain their power a little mm -hmm. that they have. Lauren, Aww. are you ready to end? I, that's why I like, sent it on chat. Okay. Lauren You're feels like we've exhausted everything that we can talk about. <laughs> she today. checked out 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Listen, guys, thanks for joining us today. We probably should, should close out. I cannot wait until next week. I just can't wait for episode four to hit because I just think people are going to love it. So come back Monday for episode four and then let me know at either Instagram or Facebook at, at Todd's world 2023, uh, you know, how you liked it. Cause I have a feeling that people are going to, this is going to be kind of the bookend and they're going to be like, okay, this is starting to make some sense. We thought this was called insurrection for a reason. Not right just, not just because we were conservatives were going to have the shit kicked out of them for the first three episodes <laughs> i know it's really bad it's bad but that is that's probably why it feels like reality is because we have had mm -hmm. just it, it's been a rough go for it's very relatable so far hopefully hopefully on the on the other end of next week we're going to come back on the podcast and we're going to have some fun next week so i'm excited about it so cool Thanks for joining me today, Will, Carrie, Lauren. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Y'all were Thanks for staying awake this always. time, Lauren. Appreciate job, you. Laura. I didn't fall asleep last time. I know. Just, just drew pictures. Like <laughs> You're doing a great job, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. See ya.